When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, time for this week's Simon Spiel. Now, I've held back on doing editorial pieces on this show so far this season. Sadly, in this country, to offer forthright opinions on football and try to hold the game's leaders to account is normally the precursor to some angry phone calls, threatening messages or reminders about who, in inverted commas, pays your wages. This is how the media has changed over the last decade, not just in sport, as the fourth estate becomes increasingly beholden to business interest rather than public interest. The Western world is a much poorer place for it, in my opinion. Part of our job should be to speak truth to power. But this weekend's A-League action presented a problem that can no longer be ignored. On the one hand, Saturday night showed another glimpse of the competition's potential. A healthy crowd at Allianz Stadium, a game between two rivals which gave it meaning, played in cool temperatures, under lights, the Sydney derby showed all that the A-League can be. Sadly, Three of the other games showed what the A-League all too often is. On Sunday, Brisbane Raw hosted Perth Glory, a two o'clock kickoff in sweltering temperatures on a patchwork quilt of a pitch that had the players slipping and sliding all over a surface that was quite frankly appalling. The fans, meantime, tried to avoid third-degree burns in a stadium that has little cover for those in the lower tiers. On Saturday, the F3 derby had to be switched to Gosford due to a motocross event that had, surprise, surprise, left McDonald Jones Stadium a mess. No apology was issued to the inconvenienced Jets supporters. Whether it will be in any fit state for this weekend's match with Melbourne City is anyone's guess. Finally, back on the Sunday, Western United entertained Adelaide at Mars Stadium in Ballarat, an AFL and cricket oval where you almost need binoculars to see the players. That game attracted less than 2,500. MacArthur, only slightly better for their Friday clash with Melbourne Victory, played in rain at a venue that, again, has very little cover for fans. Now, stadiums are a very tricky proposition in Australia, of course, due to the obsession with multi-purpose venues. But at what point do we say enough is enough? These problems have been with us for 18 years, and I think it's high time we tried to find some solutions. In Brisbane... Blind Freddy knows that Perry Park is the answer. Perhaps if Brisbane United get the nod for the second division, they and the Raw might work together and get Football Queensland on board and the NPL clubs to present a united front for Perry Park's redevelopment. Three tiers of football utilising a football-specific venue all year round. Is that such a utopian dream? Now, just under 10,000 were at the ground on Sunday, which was a decent enough crowd. Imagine that at a 15,000 boutique venue with the noise bouncing off the roofs of the stands, or even a Brisbane derby. Instead, it got lost at cavernous Suncorp, where most people were too hot to join in anyway. Some legacy after a World Cup, which finished exactly 100 days ago today. Similarly, if a game needs drinks breaks, then the kickoff is too early. If that means double-headers, so be it. Football fans here are notoriously hard to please, but they are going to have to get used to crossover matches at some point anyway as the competition expands. Let's get them acclimatised now and help the on-field product. 
This is not cricket. We have half time, not drinks breaks. And if we're presented with a pitch like that, we should simply refuse to play and demand uh, compensation for non-delivery of goods. Meantime, is there merit in the new Jets owners, when they might arrive, exploring the number two showground in Newcastle to develop in modular fashion in the way Vancouver FC have done in Canada at a fraction of the cost of a more traditional stadium? McDonald Jones, even when the pitch doesn't resemble a hippo's paradise, is way too big for the Jets. Others around the league play out of stadiums that are too big or else have little cover. Westpac Stadium, too big for the Phoenix. Amy Park, too big for City. Mariners, right size, but little cover for lower tiers or behind the goal. MacArthur, what happened to the redevelopment plan for Campbelltown Stadium? Allianz, derbies aside, still too big for Sydney FC. Now, Western United get a lot of stick, but they have, at the very least, a vague plan. They have constructed a rather basic training venue as an interim home before their long-awaited stadium is ready. Maybe it never will be, but at least they've showed ambition. And that really is the crux of my spiel this week. What is the plan to grow the A-League, other than to sell off licences? What is the longer-term strategy to solve some of our stadium and infrastructure problems? And where is the targeted plan to increase crowds at the lower-performing clubs like Weston and MacArthur, both of whom, by the way, are averaging under 3,000 this season. Remember, too, we kicked out North Queensland Fury in 2011, who averaged 4,245 in their final season, way ahead of the two latest expansion clubs. Now, some say we're too obsessed with crowd numbers, and I've got some sympathy for that view, but if we are serious about growth, then it is one of the barometers. Some clubs need to be put on notice, and some stadium hirers need to be read the riot act i'd like to see apl take the lead maybe stephen conroy or nick garcia or whoever's taken over as the spokesperson post danny townsend and also come out in full support of the national second division in a show of unity and good faith that long term we will have a connected pyramid and go into battle for better facilities as a united sport because what we saw this weekend simply isn't good enough after 18 years of a professional competition until all parts of the game start working together for common solutions rather than against each other for narrow self-interest, then we'll continue to be treated with disdain and our game and its supporters will continue to suffer. That's my opinion. Broski, do you have anything to add to that? Oh, not not to add. That was perfectly said. Look, to be honest, if you do get any criticism and anybody getting upset at you, mate, uh, so be it. I think those things need to be said. We've been sitting here for a few years now talking about the same thing and and, and the same issues keep rearing their heads. So you've highlighted there what are important uh, areas that our game needs to work on. And, And you're right. We don't have we haven't heard a plan. We don't know a plan. That communication hasn't been there. And hmm. stadiums is, is, a, is a big issue. We're whinging and talking about it every year. And just to your last point about the game coming together at, at, at all levels, it starts there. You know, the, the moment we realise how big a code we can actually be and put the game first, which unfortunately, I mean, the reason you get those texts is because people aren't willing to. People are worried about their own jobs, worried about keeping themselves where they are. Um, and don't put the game first. And that is a, a real problem. Mm. Modular stadiums, and I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the, the, the mock-up of the stadium at, at Vancouver in Canada. It looks absolutely terrific. And it's, it's cost a, a fraction 
of what it's uh, uh, cost to build a traditional stadium. And we know in Australia that's, you know, obviously uh, that the big 50, 60,000 seater stadiums are the norm, but it doesn't always have to be that way. We can build small and grow it at, at some point when the crowds are ready. Anyway, we'd love to hear your thoughts, of course, on any of those topics. Uh, 0457736736 or send us a tweet at Global Game SEN. We're off to another break. On the other side of it, we will talk Premier League with Spencer Pryor. <laughs> 